0: Hello and welcome to Bat Flustercock. That's right, I said Bat because this week we are reviewing Batman and Robin. Is that what I said, Sam?
1: Fucking better be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, why? Right? Yeah. Why are we late you are asking yourselves I know you're asking yourselves that all 5000 of you that are listening right now live maybe I don't know who cares um <laughs> and why that I mean, this is going true. out live <laughs> that, that is because Sam forgot what movie fuck to you, watch fuck you, no 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 no, no. <laughs> Sam forgot what movie to watch and I told him to watch the wrong movie oh, I okay. asked him to watch Batman forever but actually we're reviewing Batman and Robin um, Which is- super frustrating, because after watching Batman Forever,
1: I actually came away with quite a few good points about that film.
0: (laughs) And I haven't decided, I haven't yet decided um, who is defending this film. Um, So, Sam, can you give us a rundown of what happens in this film, but don't say anything bad just yet. Imagine, um... like, you're defending the film.
1: Okay, so the plot of... um... Batman Robin is, it's a continuation of, um, Batman Forever, except, um, Val kilmer has been replaced by George Clooney. Ugh. And, um, Alicia Silverstone shows up from England in her, uh, get still off, fresh off the plane in her, uh, in her uh, school uniform.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and Robin is also there. Um, you know, that guy who does the stuff. And, uh, so Mr. Freeze is around. Played by, uh, played by, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they, uh, they do mm-hmm. the, they use the, uh, Paul Dini animated series, uh, origin story of him being the scientist, being the genius scientist who, with it, with the, uh, with the dead wife, or the nearly dead wife suffering, you know, he's been cryogenically frozen, and he was in a tragic accident, which transformed him into, into Mr. Freeze, and he's now working. Into Arnold the...
0: Schwarzenegger.
1: <laughs> exactly. But, no, no, we can't say that, that, that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a tragic accident. We can't. Well, I can't. Right now, I have to be neutral. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, and so, um, Mr. Freeze is trying to save his dead wife without contacting Medium or the Ghost Whisperer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, Batman and Robin are just really anti that.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
1: drive a car through, 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 through a Gotham with a big statue. And, mm-hmm. and, and Freeze has a plan to freeze the world using satellites and lots and lots of Diamonds despite spending a big chunk of the film stealing one diamond and then he has like immediate access to like thirty. And, and Oh yeah, and Poison Ivy is there, along with Bane. Um and Poison Ivy is wanting to save the world by ruling it with plants and kisses a <laughs> man and
3: my what a kiss
1: <laughs> well you know um something about heating up the lips of men and how and does it end? <laughs> um it ends with um does it end okay. <laughs> it, it ends with them realizing that they can they can use the satellites to redirect the sun to melt the, the bits of gotham that are all frozen up which is like a couple buildings which is good. Um, and Poison Ivy gets hoisted by her own pet plant and, and eaten by Audrey too. Despite mm-hmm. it being loyal to her all the way through the film and even letting her sit in it in several times. But <laughs> But women, am I right, folks?
2: <laughs>
1: and, 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 and Bane. And Bane.
3: And Bane he gets unplugged and turns back into
2: a real
1: <laughs> that's boy. It. That's it, that's it. Yeah, he gets unplugged. <laughs> uh, and um and and, okay. and unlike Arkham Asylum where they only had to do one boss fight with Bane to take him down. Um and then they're all running away from the from the bat light Bat signal. Hooray.
3: Uh, woo. Okay. Um
1: I think that's about as coherent as the film needs to be. Alex Mhm.
2: Yeah. Alex,
0: you are defending the film.
2: yeah right.
3: let's kick some ice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you are going to be defending the film today. Sam, you can you can speak freely, um, and uh, I, I apologise for making you sit through Batman Forever.
1: I, again, I, I by the end Indeed. of that film, I I, I kind of. Kind of had a better opinion of it than Com- I expected. to. comparatively, Brilliant.
3: a fantastic film. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, said, it's
1: said, a... said, said Sam, doing a very, very good impression of Alex. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, 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 I mean, it's it's rubbish. You should watch George Clooney. He's so pretty. He's always pretty.
1: He doesn't need to be pretty. He's got the. Uh, he never leaves the cave without his bat card, Bat master card. Ching
2: okay
0: <laughs> the first thing I would like to know is what did you think of uh, this particular interpretation of Batman against the other movie franchises?
3: Well you know I think I think we're all a bit tired of the Dark Knight trilogy just taking it all too seriously.
2: I mean, <laughs> I mean, everyone.
3: So it's 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 one of the major problems I have with DC. It's everything so grim and dark and serious. And you know, this is fun. Tell a joke. Tell a joke now and then. I mean, you you've got the fantastic character of Mister Freeze who keeps us laughing all the way through the film with his fantastic ice puns.
2: Okay.
0: Any more to be said on your, on your take of the interpretation, Alex, or just... Uh...
3: Well, you know, I, 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 it, it's, it's a well-documented fact that I'm not George Clooney's biggest fan, but, you know, this, this is one that starts to turn it around for me, you know. It's, um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a Batman who's got more of a sense of fun, you know. He's got, he's, he's got a smile in the corner of his mouth. He, this is a Batman who's not the Dark Knight, he's not the one who always works alone. You know, he's working with Robin now. He's, you know, maybe a bit restrictive of Robin because he doesn't want Robin to get himself killed. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and he's open to the idea of Batgirl at the end of the film.
2: Okay, okay.
0: And uh, Sam, uh, care to say any, any words on uh this particular interpretation of The Dark Knight?
1: George Clooney, if you haven't noticed, has a very prominent chin. <laughs> um, so this film decided to enhance that by... uh but basically, making that his entire character—just, just a big chin, very, very steadily. Just, he's like Jeremy Irons cereal, just more cardboard all the way down. <laughs> but it's fine because his 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 bat suit has all the personality that you could ever want.
2: Mm. You've
1: got you've got the bat buns, you've got the bat maps, <laughs> It's a freaking bat bakery. Let me tell you. <laughs>
3: And this is supposed uh, to be a bad thing?
1: Yes. (laughs) Batman is a very serious character. He can't be at all gay. (laughs) And therefore, this film has ruined him (laughs) forever.
3: Ruins
0: him like your progress.
1: Didn't
3: you see that, that, that bit where he's dancing with a woman? Gay guys don't do that.
0: I'm pretty sure, like Batman and Robin, don't share a bed in this film. I mean, it's well, not well, confirmed, well, 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 but well, I mean, am pretty sure. Really
3: went on
1: record, saying that he was playing this Batman as gay.
3: Well, you know, it just 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 shows how um, disillusioned. Versatile
1: Clo- talent that he is, yeah. yeah. It
3: just shows shows how disillusioned Clooney can be with himself. You know, it's one of the reasons I'm I'm not a fan of him. But you know, he can't tarnish Batman that way.
2: Well, he, they could have
3: he, he, he can try, but he just he just can't do it.
0: No, is like, that is that saying you don't agree with him doing it, or or he no? Didn't? No,
1: I have no issue with it. It's just my issue. My the thing is, I, I kind of wish he'd done. If he, if he if he could say that, but I kind of wish he had. I honestly would have preferred it if he if he had gone a bit more stereotypical, because at least then we've had fucking something. He's a non, and it's a bizarre thing to say, but George Clooney is a non-entity in this film. He's just fucking just just he's just there. He's just a chin in a suit. Doesn't even have the good, doesn't even get the best lines, doesn't even get particularly good fight scenes. He's just fucking there to be a name with a silly costume on. And just, ah, oh, yeah, just, which is a shame because there are genuinely, you know, regardless of the quality of the performances themselves, there are some big performances in this film and he just fucking drags it down. Okay. He just does. Just, just, he's like a, he's like a late, he's like a, lead, he's like a lead, lead weight on the rubber ball, on the rubber, on the rubber sheet that is this film. Mm
0: hmm. Okay, and uh, do you think uh, anything could have improved his imp- his performance? Remember, okay. remember, you can be as brutal as you like because you're not defending this film.
1: <laughs> oh God, just more heroin.
0: More heroin. More heroin. Nice. I like it, Alex. How could George Clooney have diff? Uh, how could George Clooney have improved his uh, his presence in this film?
3: Uh, f- well, you know, he 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 was pretty good himself, but I I th- I think if you were to improve this film, you 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 take George Clooney out of the equation and bring in a new Batman.
0: Um, that sounds a bit critical.
3: No, no, no. You know, I That's the, the, what they he, did with this George, film. George Clooney is the best he can be, you know. That's not a criticism okay, you, of the film,
0: that's a criticism of You've, you've saved it, you saved it, alright, okay, I'll give it, you. Yeah. So George Clooney did the physically the best he could possibly do. Yeah,
3: um, and because it's Batman, it's not bad. it's still a really fun, good film. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, you saved yourself there, okay. Alright. A for effort. Um, what about She's Chris O'Donnell? Chris, o- Chris O'Donnell's this huge A-list megastar now. Oh, cough. 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 <laughs> uh, um... And uh, it's nice to see where he came from, cough again, pause for effect. What, what do you think of Chris O'Donnell in this film as Robin? Who, who, who are you talking to there, Sam? <laughs> either of you, either. Alex, we'll go
3: with Alex first. Let's
0: talk about Chris O'Donnell's performance.
3: I think he, he really brings across some of the classic frustrations that Robin has, um, being 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 part of a team with Batman.
0: Having and to ride a motorbike and, you know... Hansel. Hansel looks so cool.
3: Having to kiss a woman,
0: a human woman,
1: a human plant woman.
3: Robin. Robin is trying, you know, to to do good, um, and and to be a superhero, but he feels he he feels a bit trapped because no one seems to tell him anything. You know, it's it's one of those things um, that you you often see with with younger characters who uh, who are in training, you know, or just be patient and wait. We'll tell you later. Why can't mm-hmm. you tell me now? Why can't you explain this to me? Why can't we sit down? Uh, and if and if not, if you're not going to explain to me, why shouldn't I go out? Of course, I'm going to go out there and try and do it on my own. If you're never going to give me the chance, or if you just keep telling me to no, sit down and wait, you know, I th- I, th- I think he brings that across, you know, very well. Um, and it does it does bring him into trouble. But you know, that's that, that that's those are kind of the lessons that that kind of character has to learn, and he does mm-hmm. learn them by the end of the film, you know, he has grown up. Sad? cross
1: O'Donnell's performance made What, me about, really what about
0: his... Um, this is more the character, not the actor, honestly. No, 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 no. I'm giving you more loaded questions first.
1: Giving them to who? What, uh,
0: what about Robin it has got the, um, the love interest of uh, uh, Poison Ivy and the sort of love triangle between Batman and Robin.
3: Well, you know, it's not
0: really a real... To think of that.
3: It's, it's not really a real... In relation movie, to
0: Chris O'Donnell's performance. I'm making this really hard for you today, I know.
3: It's not really a real love interest. Obviously, you know she's just using chemicals Alex. to make them infatuated with her. Um He, uh, you know, you know, and 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 again, that's part of uh, part of frustrations he sees. You know, he's always it, it ties into everything else. Batman's always putting him down. Batman says, "No, no, she was interested in me." Um, a Um Rare case of Batman being actively antagonistic towards Robin. Um
2: And I like uh, the,
1: I, I like the implication. No, 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 there's no. <laughs> There's nothing active about this Batman. <laughs> <you
2: know>, um,
3: <laughs> silence. Um, yeah, it sees it's, it's, that frustration, it's, and it's one of the one of those things that drives him to be a little more reckless. But you know, it, what that also brings out um, you know we see some of the uh, the intelligence on Robin's side. We see why he deserves to be Robin because you know he um, he tricks her with the fake lips. Um, and uh, you know ultimately leads to a yet another sticky situation um but but it works so uh, i i i think in that sense you know he was good it's no no not noticeably different from any other part of the performance it was all it was all good and i think uh, you know as i said before yeah it's 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 showing the frustrations of a young man in that kind of position
0: mhm okay sam um what do you think of chris o'donnell's performance
1: Chris O'Donnell's performance made me appreciate um, George Clooney's performance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that a just, good point or a bad point? Just elaborate. So,
1: it, for, and again, for this one, quite impressive to say this. Just so tonally off, and just lacking any kind of sense of. In any scene, did you get a feeling of what what his character was, or it was just he was just this big reactionary idiot. Constantly mm-hmm. just being at odds for the sake of being at odds. They're not even like with any real emphasis or drama. It was just, I am Robin, I am rebel. Here's my motorcycle. Here's my codpiece. Poison Ivy, okay. kiss me now. <laughs> just, just, just again, he didn't. You know, Alex talked about being him being actively, you know, antagonized by them, but he just, he just did nothing. And again, they just, at best, it feels like they talk at each other. And, and again, this is. This goes for Cleaning as well, but it felt like like, um, O'Donnell was trying to act for two and really, really, really doing a bad job for both of them.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, uh, Talk about the villains. I've always liked um, the Batman rogues gallery. I've always been a fan of the villains. I know uh, Alex and I discussed this. Quite recently, and now Alex. You, you you were never huge on the Batman villains, but let's talk about um, let's talk about Mister Freeze to start with. Um, what do we think of his interpretation in the film, uh, the direction that his character went, and uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, obviously. You know, like what what do we think of him, Alex?
3: Uh, well, you know, it's it's a cool party when the Iceman cometh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you've got to say, isn't it? No, no.
1: He's been writing that for three
3: days. I'm sure I can find a list of more of his poems. <laughs> That's uh... written like in front of him
0: in three different styles on his hand in a notebook, and then i a post it on his computer screen as well. You've got to say this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's got a full-blown beautiful mime and he's just been carving it into his bedroom walls over and over again.
3: <laughs> Not at all. Um, no, I think, uh, I think in, 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 in keeping with the tone of this, this film, you know, it, it's, um, it's, it's a more silly, fun, camp type camp, of, yeah, campy camp of role, yeah, campy role. Yeah, you, you, um, have, you have the campy role of the villain who's, um, <clears throat> who's, you know, he's doing it for a reason. He's got a very strong reason to do this, but he's still having fun with it, you know? He's still mm-hmm. having fun. He's still enjoying what he's doing. And whether that's you know um, part of him having been turned into a sort of ice man um, who can only stay in circles of light, um, which apparently keep him colder in the darkness, um, <laughs> uh, whether it's, it's because he was <gasps> turned into that, or or because that's just how his uh, his personality was before uh, the big ice accident. Maybe
0: um, you know, maybe Mrs. Freeze is better off where she is then <laughs> is the, in that is in that, her tube. Yeah, is is that what we're saying?
3: No, no, no. Of course, you know it's better better off if she she was alive and not with him, and or even alive with him, I suppose. Um, but I think you know she she's she's such a um, you know a, a, she means so much to him that she could probably yeah. talk him down. You know, maybe she turn into she turn into Mrs Freeze, and they'd be a sort of super um, super villain uh, team together, and they'd go around uh, go go around the planet, um, freezing banks and uh, chipping out the diamonds. Who knows? Um, but you know, at, at at the minute, he's he's being his own guy, and it's fun and it's silly, um, and you get some great lines out of it. Um, even you know, even even when he's not making ice puns, even when he's making puns about something somebody else, like um, like turning turning poison ivy into mulch, um, and, and 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 that sort of thing. So you know, I I, I think he has fun with it, and it's it. It's an interesting interpretation of it because quite often when we see uh, Mr Freeze um if you look at things uh, like uh him in uh, Batman Arkham Asylum you know he's he's one of the more ser- serious grim types of um types of yeah, Batman role yeah. yeah and it's nice to see a fresh take on that I think
2: okay okay
0: fresh Questionably fresh, but okay. Uh Sam what you...
1: shall we say preserved.
0: Preserved, yes. Um Sam, uh talk about Mr. Freeze. What do we think?
1: Oh god, where to fucking begin? Okay, my issue with Freeze is and it's gonna it's kind of a wider issue with the script, it's the fact that they want they, they chose to go down the, the Pauldini route of having the uh animated series backstory of him, you know, being the scientist with the you know, fr- with the with the frozen wife blah 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 blah. but what really pissed me off again it's frustrating because again it's that thing of tonal inconsistency it's the fact that like alex saying you know he's got the he's got the dead wife and he's super sad and super serious about that but then again but then like but then 97 percent of the film he's acting like a total cock he's just <laughs> flailing around giggling like a moron enjoy you know yeah fair enough he might be enjoying himself clearly clearly schwarzenegger was probably the only person having the most fun on set i think that's safe to say apart from maybe the people designing the toys but um yeah, it just really—it makes no sense whatsoever. That what, what, why, if he's so sort of, you know, consumed by his sort of guilt and his desire to to save his wife, why, why is he acting like a twat? Why is he constantly <laughs> making these awful fucking puns? Why is he coming up with really convoluted schemes and? And, and, and why is he spending time, you know, designing outfits for his henchmen and, 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 and making a cartoonish villain layer? It makes no sense. And that's the thing. That's, that's the issue with the character is that he just makes no sense. They, they try to sort of give him some pathos and some, you yeah, yeah. but it just doesn't work because of the fact that they present him as such a buffoonish cartoon. You know, there's a reason why, like in the animated series, like, well, he is darker and he is more serious because he's a, he's a villain who's driven by something and he has that sense of that, that pathos to him because he is consumed with his needs. To, to fix his mistake and save his wife,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and in this, it just makes no sense for his character. And I honestly think it, the character would have worked better in this had he just been a one-dimensional buffoon.
2: Yeah,
0: I uh, the the thing that gets me is um, about this villain and Alex. I'm I'm employing your services now to defend him, but uh, he's going around stealing all this stuff. Now he's got henchmen. He's going to have to pay these henchmen. He's got this lair and all this technology. And, okay, you know, they established he's a scientist. He's creating this technology himself. But, I mean, to a certain degree, he's still going to have to pay for the materials to create that. And in the end, the end game is supposed to be that, you know, in the end, he's going to save his wife. Surely, with all the money that he spent on all of this, and then all the money on these massive diamonds, he could hire some other scientists? But that's the th- okay. That's
1: the thing, right there. How can he afford this stuff? Because he doesn't look at look at the schemes he makes. He doesn't yeah. work to ba- He doesn't work for profit. He eats exactly. all the fucking diamonds he steals. No, but yeah, that's the
2: exactly. thing. He he, he uh,
3: His robberies and uh, his his heists create chaos around which you know the low lives of Gotham um, that are always around. Um, can can take advantage of themselves. He, he'll put to, he's putting together a big saying Look, I'm going to break into this place and steal some diamonds. But there's also going to be all this other valuable shit. I mean, we're going to a big museum opening. There's going to be dozens and dozens of valuable things. That the henchmen, you know, can just fill their pockets with while they're helping him. And they but know he's he... powerful. He, they know he's powerful enough to pull this off and to break into these places where they, even if there was a big group of them, you know, they could maybe um, hold up the place with guns, but, you know, Batman's probably prepared for that kind of thing. A big guy who shoots <laughs> ice, you know, Batman's never faced that before. This is this, in this universe, this is the first time Batman's faced Mr. Freeze. So, you know, it's, it's, one, of those, it's hire... one of those opportunistic things you know i i i i understand that you know maybe freeze isn't paying them but he's creating opportunities for these villains
2: and you (laughs) you know he's not employing other scientists
3: because it's very clear he doesn't really trust anyone else with this it's only when batman comes to him at the end with you know proof of look we've we've managed to you know make some strides with this or there's this part that you know we, we, we 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 can help we've kept we've kept your life alive your wife alive after poison ivy tried to unplug her You know, here's proof, you know. Before that, he wouldn't let anyone else um, touch or be involved with the science part of it. Because, you know, he is quite self-centred. That's one of the things that led to the accident, the ice accident, in the first place. And obviously that's one of the things he's not learned from. But, you know, Batman villains aren't always very good at learning lessons. Um... But, uh, no, I, I, I don't think that argument holds, holds water. You know, I, I, I think there's ample justification for, for, for having his, his goons. They may not technically be hired goons, but they are goons. Um, how and, can, and how for can, not bringing can, anyone can. out, out of the other scientists onto the project. Because, you know, he's a big scary ice man. I think, you know, nerd scientists would be much too terrified to come and help.
1: Robert, regardless of how big and big and intimidating it is, how the hell can he find goons when they're all too busy fucking doing motorcycle racing?
3: <laughs> well, I would argue that that would make Neon them easier Neon 90s that would make really them easier motorcycle to find. racing That would make them much easier to find like, oh, I I'd need some have, goons Oh, I can hear motorcycle racing and gunshots, I'll go there that's where the goons will be.
1: <laughs> there is, okay, okay. With it's, it's, the road, with the ro- with the road place. system, with the road system that this film presents, finding anyone would not be easy.
3: Well, that's why he's got the ice gun. You know, he can just make staircases or ice slides to get wherever he needs to go. That, that, that's one of, Freezer's, that's one of Freezer's main advantages. You know, he can go anywhere in this Gotham maze, which is impossible for normal human beings to traverse properly, um, with roads that just end in giant unless statues.
1: You're surfi- unless you're surfing through the air on a fucking metal door.
3: Uh, well, you know he's, he's Rob, the an Acrobat, and Batman's Batman, so you know I, I don't see how you can find a problem with that.
0: Let's try and find a problem with Poison Ivy, then.
3: <laughs>
0: let's talk about Poison Ivy, and uh, don't let's not talk in relation to Bane. We'll we'll talk about Bane after uh <clears throat> let's talk poison ivy now i am uh, quite a fan of the more recent interpretations of poison ivy her relationship for example with harley quinn um the sort of moral gray area that they're going with in the, especially lately that she is trying to save the world but she's a bit deranged and so she thinks killing people's the way to go about it and that kind of resonates in this film so alex yeah. uh, yeah, what, what she thinks well, about The first artists? thing
3: she does, the first thing she does isn't a terrorist attack. You know, she attacks the, um, the guy after he finds out that she's been, you know, abusing her research, basically. Uh, but when she, the first thing she does when she comes to Gotham is she goes straight to Bruce Wayne and says, look, this is a thing I think is really a problem. Look, we're, we're, we're killing the planet and you're partly responsible for this, but let's do something about it. You know, here, here's a solution that I've got. And Bruce Wayne shuts her down. That's what, uh, that's one of the things that drives her over the edge. I'm um, just saying, right, I need to take matters into my own hands. You know, she is, she okay. is reasonable at the beginning.
2: She, um, it's a, okay,
1: you know, it's a bit more than saying these things are the problem. She basically says, I will just, I, I, have mastery of plants and I will end the world unless you obey my will.
3: <laughs> she doesn't say that when she goes to see uh, Batman. You know, she goes, as, uh, as you know, in, in her normal clothes, you know. She doesn't go with uh, uh, with I- ivy and gra- giant plants wrapped around herself. You know, she... It's... It, it, we well, I watched the film a few weeks ago now but um no, she, she was
1: pretty antagonistic
3: also no, she, yes, she is but because she, but, then, but that's because she feels so passionately about what she's doing and we know you know from from the start of the film before before she's transformed you know that she is a bit of a a bit of a social introvert you know she's,
1: and she, place, she's oh, also uh, in regarding to Bruce shutting her down he hands her in a, a sealed invitation to hit the gala he's throwing hardly shutting her down well, this
3: woman, you know, he, but this no, but no, but he does shut her down. He, say, he, he, he says, oh, "Look, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, I understand where you're coming from." But people come first. It's not plants, and that's so anti what she's thinking at that time. That's completely. But
1: he does. Uh, he does then. He then invites her to the gala with the idea of discussing it further.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's, she, it's, no, it's, it's, it's not, not so no, much of that, a shut down as more of a. It's we'll a, talk about it more. I'm open to you're some, not in, hearing what you've got to say. No, but, that, but that, 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 that's
3: bar- him when saying, when "Oh, bar- well, why, why, don't, why, don't, why don't we talk about this? Um, you know, with big week schmoozing." She doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to go round the cocktail party. And have to, you know, make deals and do this and that. No, she wants direct action. You know, she she wants things to happen now. And you know, in this invitation, she sees it as an opportunity. Oh, this a big big diamond that'll raise some money. Money is what I need, partly in my in, in my schemes, ultimately, um, to to turn the world into a big jungle or whatever her final goal is. Um, you know, she 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 doesn't want that. She doesn't want to to walk. As I say, yes, yeah, she doesn't want to walk around poc- to cocktail parties. With, with a glass of champagne and say, oh, look, I'm campaigning for this. She wants more direct action. She saw that Bruce Wayne was this big industrialist and that's why she went to him first and thought, you know, maybe it'll work. Maybe, you know, I, I can try and get him on board and he'll see my point. Um,
1: another thing, and, 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 right there as well, actually, if I may jump in mm-hmm. regarding, um, again, just really weird characterization. You like, as you said, she's considered this sort of strange sort of social introvert. She then parades around in a fucking leotard, mm-hmm. f- flirting with every man she comes across. Again, just there's no consistency whatsoever in the performance.
3: No, but she, she, she's, that, I think that's one of the things she sees as a weakness in man. You know, she sees uh, that, oh, that's a, that's a, a, a weakness in man. It's one of the things that really, that, that I, that I think really clicks with her. Yeah, you know, she tries to use her, it to her, her advantage
0: as a, pr- one of the things she uses to her advantage is a promiscuous nature.
3: Exactly. A, and, that's a, some, such... that's some, and that's something she does straight away, which, is, which means it's, you know, even with, even with the, uh, with, with the asshole, um, Who's uh, who's abusing her research? She does that straight away. So I think that's that's a direct consequence of,
2: uh, of of
3: her accident, of her transformation into poison ivy.
1: Yes, apparently apparently women only become sexy when they're driven insane by chemicals.
3: Did you not know that's how it works?
0: That that's what teenagers do now. It's just that it's just called drugs they just now. Dunk,
1: they just dunk. They
0: just they, dunk You have women. to remember this, this film. <laughs> this film was in the nineties. Um, they, they just use drugs now. Like oh, e- I think it's safe throwing. to say.
1: Look at this film. You know it was made in the nineties.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, let's talk about Bane then. Um, I, I would I would happily argue that there has never been a true interpretation of Bane on film. Um, but w- what do we think of this one?
3: You know, I think they they needed a henchman, and in a way, it is a shame that they chose Bane. But they wanted they, they wanted a character who was known in the Batman universe. But they did just need a henchman, so you know, in in, in that way, you know, it sort of fits. Use it, using the abused um the abused plant research as part of the uh, part of the stuff that turns him into big juiced up Bane. Mm-hmm. But you know it. It, in in a way, as you know, I say, it, it 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 fits. It's not perfect. It's not the perfect Bane, I'll 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 say that. But they did just need a henchman, and it's a recognizable name in the Batman universe. So in 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 that way, you know, it's not it's not a big defence for that. I'll put my hands up. But you know, it's that that, that that's why.
2: Mm-hmm. No, you know, no, no. And he
3: is effective in that. You know, he's a big burly guy. Poison, poison Ivy. He points and says, you know, jump there, lift that, punch that guy in the adds, and that's what he does.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, Sam, what do you think of this interpretation of Bane?
1: See, okay, this is my issue, because I, no, I have no issue with alternate interpretations. I don't think there's any such thing as a best interpretation or a perfect interpretation of a character. Mm-hmm. It's down to ultimately your preference. I don't care for this Bane. I, I think it's just a really, like Alex said, it's just it's a shame that they use a potentially interesting character and they just felt they needed to have another character in there, which is the same because this is a film that's already getting kind of over heavy. Anyway, you've got one villain who's very, and that makes sense as well because you've got this one villain who's very, very, very aggressive and hands on, and then you've got then you've got then you've got Poison Ivy who is a very different sort, again a little bit more manipulative, a little bit more of a backseater, and so then it seems odd to then have to throw in this this thug, this 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 secondary thuggish character. For no reason, when you know the two, when Ivy and Ivy and and, and Freeze, you know, play off each other. There's a, there's there's something, with dichotomy to in their characters there. But no, then you've got this third bumbling idiot. Who again, they just felt like, no, we've got to take, we've got to take this character who is known and just make him into it into a bumbling idiot. It's 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 not you know, it's not the it's it's not the worst or the worst or most egregious thing this film does. But it's such an hour shame. Uh, and, and frankly, yeah, I, I'm massively disappointed. Again, I like Bane. I really again, I really like Bane's. Um, the version of him in the comics. I really like what they did with him recently, you know, roughly around the same time, uh, is in the Batman animated series. And it's a shame that when they decided to pick and choose stuff from the animated series, they didn't carry that aspect of his character over. I mean, fair enough, it would have been overcrowded then you'd kind of have the similar problem that fucking Spider-Man 3 has. With But this film already has two villains that are very samey, and it just seems like the, uh, Bane being there kind of over explaining because he doesn't really add anything. Like I said, he's a henchman. He could have been replaced with any kind of generic one-off henchman or in each scene. Just, he's there... For, for brand recognition and because it's another toy that can be sold in this film. And it's, it's pretty bad. It's I pretty guess, damn bad. I would argue that. in
3: terms of cinema, that's not necessarily a bad thing for the brand recognition. You know, I, I, I wouldn't. But that. it is
1: though, because it's so it's so it's so cynical, and that's a bit, another big problem with this film is the fact that it's so cynically driven. It's you know, you say, oh, it's campy and it's fun, but it's very much designed to sell toys. You know, you had fucking you had the toy designers literally doing the doing the concept art and the the, 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 the they had the toy designers designing the props for the film to make, to be made with toys. And that kind of just slapping the character in just feels very cynical and feels very shameless. And it's a shame because Bane could be a potentially interesting character. No, I'm not saying he has to be Tom Hardy. Good God. No, but he's again, don't just, I don't agree with the reduction of a character for the sake of expediency. It just feels like a waste of time and a waste of just a waste of an opportunity. Really?
0: Mm -hmm. You mentioned character design. Let's talk about the designs of this film. Um, uh, th- this film features the famous, or should I say, infamous Batnipples. Um, Alex, what did you think of the the design of the film?
3: You know, if if, if we're talking talking about the overall design, I think I think it was good, and I think it was um, fairly consistent. I mean, if we're talking, you know, the uh, a slightly campy version of Batman, but you know, it, it's nineties and it's trying to be a bit sexy too. Um, so I I can understand that, and you have and you know you have poison ivy um, walking around with uh, with her boobs nearly hanging out, being all sexy. Um, you know I I I think overall the design works, and I think Gotham um, has that uh, has that that crazy uh, crazy architecture style that you know you we, we see a lot a, a, you know in a lot of interpretations of Gotham. Um, so uh, you know. <laughs> A character uh, crashes on something and has a big fall, and you think, oh, they must be at the ground level by now. But oh no, they're falling, they're falling again. Turns out that was just part of another big structure. And I, I like that, you know, it's one of those uh, things you see, the, the complexity of Gotham. You know, it's layers upon layers you feel that, uh, that Gotham has had such a muddled history um, in, its gov- in its governing. That um, you know they'll 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 will have been a base layer, and then people will say, oh well, why don't we try this and try this? And you know sometimes these, these new things will only have been added on in certain areas of the city, and then people will abandon that to a point, and then say, oh well, let's try this other thing, and it layers and layers on top of each other. So in in terms of design, there I actually really like the uh, the muddled feel of Gotham. I think that's really good and fits Batman really well, especially with the overall tone of this this particular uh, can be Batman. Um, and yeah, no, I don't think any of the costume. I think all the costumes are, are fairly good. I mean, uh, yes, you know, you know, some some of them are, are are going to sell toys, but then it's a superhero film. Of course, it's going to sell toys. Of course, they wanted to sell toys. You know, that's what to a, to a point. That's what every superhero film does.
2: Um.
3: So you know, of co- so at the end, yeah, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Batman with uh, and and Robin and Batgirl with some chrome on the uniforms because that's cool it is cool you know to to add some metalwork to a design you know it adds some contrast and something a bit different um yeah so i it, it, in the end i don't have any problem you know yeah it you know it's it, it's poking a bit of fun saying uh, like batman has has these molded suits and uh, to show off his rippling muscles and yeah let's show off his 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 butt and his his knuckles too you know it's campy it's fun and you know Ultimately, kids want nipples on their
2: toes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> there you go. Little, Sorry, you called me little, off guard. Little, there. Little,
1: little Jimmy waking up on Christmas morning, saying, "Dear Santa, I want a tiny, tiny, tiny version of uh, of George Clooney's sculpted man ass waiting for me under the tree this year."
3: Exactly. Well, look, any a, 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 any superhero figure. Um, Apart from the Lego ones, you turn them around; they've got an ass. You know, not all of them have nipples, but they've all got an Once ass there.
2: For days.
3: And, unless they've got a, one of those horrible plastic capes that won't fucking move, so you can see the ass. You know, they've, they've all got one there. I mean, Tom, well, you, you've got you've got tons and tons of figures. You know, just turn one of them round. Unless it's got some, a joint there, which is giving it some movement, it's going to have an ass. Look okay.
1: at look at those okay. asses, Tom.
3: I'll, uh...
0: I'll have a look at my Batman figure that I had from my a childhood. Deep, penetrating look. This toy was made. This is this is a fun fact, right? This toy was made in 1997. Is that stamped on the ass? That is stamped on the belt above the ass. And this film, this toy was made in conjunction with the film that we're talking about. It is Batman in a chrome suit um, that I've kept from my childhood. Uh And it does. For, for your child's own good. Yeah, it does in fact have an ass. There you go. Yeah, see, see. But but, but
2: but, doesn't but have
0: But it doesn't have nipples. I'm looking now at my Hawkeye figure, and he doesn't have an ass. He doesn't have an ass. Um. Well, the have... Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Reynolds doesn't have one.
1: I think it's safe to say he's just. I'm looking at uh, Loki.
0: <laughs> Kendall. Okay, I looked at Loki and Alex, you're right, Loki does have an ass.
3: There you go. Okay, okay, I, I I'm not I'm not gonna, you know, do a test ratio with all of your figurines, but you know. I so am I, I <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I I'm I'm gonna say at least uh, uh, at least half no probably at least two thirds of, uh, of, of of male superhero figurines are gonna have an ass. I would probably agree, having
0: have you know there, lots you go. Of there you go
3: see it's all it's all part of the design yes part of it's selling toys yes part of it's for sex appeal but those aren't inherently bad things i think i mean are
1: those two things mutually exclusive or are they
3: <laughs> <laughs> well no it depends who's buying the toys doesn't it
1: joel um, schumacher
3: <laughs> i mean look you know tom's tom's a big fan of the transformers movies if it weren't for the toys those wouldn't exist yeah, uh, are you
1: saying? Are you saying that the Transformers toys are designed with sex appeal in
0: mind? <laughs>
3: Hell yeah! That, I want some sexy Optimus Prime. Hey,
0: look
1: at
3: Optimus Jesus. Prime. There's a reason they made made the sort of the big obvious cab windows into his abs. <laughs> I mean, it's to draw, it, that's to draw attention. You know that, that 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 isn't you know disguising or hiding away. That's drawing attention. You know, look these big this big split uh, windshield is and uh, hot uh, rod,
1: uh, those hot rod flames just show that he's on fire.
3: Exactly. Exactly,
1: with passion.
3: <laughs> the uh, the defense rests.
0: <laughs> okay, um, have you got anything else to say? We'll do. Uh, uh
3: I, 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 is, well, is there think... any is there any specific area of the design that I haven't covered that you'd like me to? Talk about? Hmm. I've done buildings and nipples. I think and there's not much more I can talk about. I, I, I'm going to give you that. Yeah, you
0: you can you can you can rest there, Sam. have you got anything else to say on the design,
1: again, just it's I, the thing is. Okay, this thing. I ultimately completely agree. One thing that this film has definitely has in its favour is the fact that it, it took an aesthetic and it really pushed it and it really really went out guns blazing with that aesthetic. And you know, I respect that. I respect that commitment to a design process into a design style. That doesn't mean that it's any good though. And this film is fucking ugly. It's just, it's the worst kind of Euro trashy 90s grunge thing. Yeah, it, it can be. It's meant to be kind of, the, the idea is like a 60s throwback, but it's just Ugly and muddy and dirty. The the, the, the fucking the sets are, are, are really are boxy and bland and looks every day. So look and they look the bad kind of staging. They just look cheap and tacky and just again these horrible lurid colours. Really ugly like uh, ugly henchman They Just again just the worst kind of god awful chaff nineties. New well, rave, new this, rave designs, and the thing is though, yes, you can have that as an aesthetic, fair enough, but that doesn't make that aesthetic appealing. And no, but this, enough, this
3: but you have to look. This was a nineties film. You know, I, I, am not saying that you only, you only have to look at a, a film from, you know, the, the audience at the time. Well, it, it was, was ugly then. It was then. made in the nineties. You know, yeah, grunge was but, yep. a big thing. People, <laughs> yeah, people that doesn't mean
1: that. it wasn't. That doesn't mean just because it was popular, it was still ugly then as it's ugly now. <laughs> And that's the thing it's you know yes, you can have respect for 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 a, for a commitment to, an, to to an aesthetic, but again, if that aesthetic is, is is unpleasant, then no amount of effort you put into it will make will change the fact that it's fucking ugly. and that thing this film is ugly aesthetically it, in terms of like direction as well it, the direction is bland, it's dull the, the just the, the the lighting is shoddy the 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 CGI is fucking ropey as hell. I know it's 90s, but for fuck's sake. Fucking Jurassic Park came out in nineteen ninety three, and still holds up. There is no excuse for it. Just looking, and yeah, hell, even the CG in fucking Batman Forever looks better than the CG in this, and it's just ugly. And you know, fair enough, they may be going for that, but that doesn't change. You know, intentionally ugly does not mean it make it less ugly. And film, no matter what you say, is a visual medium. Yes, they would again just. Just weird clashes of of design styles, and you get this really weird, gritty camp world combined with very, very, very idealized, you know, fucking Kendall characters, and just uh, oh, just a un, just a, a whole unpleasant mess of a film. Just visually, aesthetically, just not not good.
0: Okay. Let's uh, let, let let's let's open it up to the panel then. Alex, is there anything you want to say in defense of this film?
3: <clears throat> you know, I think I've covered um some good points. I don't think there's anything, you know, there's there's, there's anything out, mm-hmm. you know, anyone else would say, "Oh, this is such a glaring issue um that uh that I need to cover." I mean, you know, I liked it. I I thought I thought I thought it had um, some some good, solid story storylines. I mean, uh, you uh, you have the Alfred thing. I like the um, you know Robin being slightly oblivious to the problems with Alfred, and then when he realizes, you know, he comes to Batman, and Batman says, "Well, yeah, of course I know." I like hmm. that. I thought that was good. You know, it sh- it shows that you know Batman might act detached, but he still knows what's going on. He still cares, and he still he's still trying to do something behind the scenes. And yeah, might, you, you you just don't see it. That's though about Batman's whole thing. He's helping but without being seen. Um, so that that's one of the things I uh, I, I really liked in that And um, yeah, no, I thought I thought it was all good. I thought Batgirl. Um, uh, yeah, she was a similar thing. I think Batgirl was one of those uh, interesting things where you know she she looks like the pretty girl, but you know underneath underneath she's uh she she's the tough guy she's the tough girl who's um who, who can fight and's going out um racing motorbikes yeah so I, I think i think for an IT film that was a fun thing to see <laughs> that that tied in well we we haven't talked about her much in the film um if, to be fair you know that she sadly her storyline cuz it it is a quite a busy film i'll i'll admit that um and there's not quite enough time for her. i think there could have been a little more well, what is their works? You know the, they didn't have that too much time for her, so they didn't try and cram in too much of her storyline.
1: yeah, it's', it's, it's a, shame, which it makes no sense because with Robin, they're re, they're just rehashing the storyline from the previous film that introduced him.
0: And it yeah, doesn't it doesn't say me time. that this film is called Batman and Robin, and they decided in the only film in the Batman franchise to to acknowledge Robin in the title. They decided to introduce another character that kind of takes some of his work away from him.
3: Well, you know, they were building a universe. Let's say that. Yeah, a universe,
0: not a good one, but you know, they were tr- you know they were trying, they were trying, weren't they? Um, okay, let's talk about um, let's talk about the story then, Alex. If um, if if there was going to be a sequel. To this film, where, where should they go with it? How do you think they should? And, uh, recast it as well. And for the love of God, if you say Richard Griffiths in any role, <laughs> I will, well, I will end
3: this podcast.
0: Well,
1: it's. Poison Ivy, yeah. obviously. <laughs>
3: No, and no, no, a... no, 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 Richard Griffiths is born to play the Penguin in the Batman films. Um, there
0: there <laughs> seems uh, there seems to be a bit of a tradition with the recasting of Batman in these movies. So if you if you had to recast Batman, you've got to keep Chris O'Donnell and Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl and Bat. Uh, and where Robin. else are they going to find work? Yeah. yeah, and Bat Robin. <laughs> um, uh, you can recast Alfred if you like, um, and you've got to cast you, a villain you kind as of
1: well. Have to re- you have to, kind of have to recast
0: Michael Goebbels these days. So.
3: Uh, wait, so am I making the film today, or am I making it in the 90s?
0: Uh, you're making it in the 90s. I'm you making are making it in the
3: 90s. My my choice of actor may not quite reflect that, um, but it, it depends. Yeah, no, okay. That, that's okay. That's um, okay. No, 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 no. If we, we no, let's let's think. If we're if we if we're keeping in the the uh, the cut kind of theme, who could be Batman? Um, I think for the story, if... we're gonna we're gonna have. Are we saying that uh, this universe it's just Batman Forever and Batman and Robin? We're not counting any other films before Wait,
1: it. Wait, so this is? Are you saying that this is? If if you if we if if Batman: Triumphant got made. Um, which was going to be, which was going to be the third yeah, film. it was,
0: it was oh, going. Right, to, no. Yeah, there was going to be one, but th- we're not
3: going to adhere to any of the rules that were oh, right. set. I, 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 didn't, uh-huh. I didn't realize that, so I didn't, yeah. anything I say, you know, I'm a. Canon
1: will be used against you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, actually, Sam has seen both films recently, so he could say, yeah. ah, 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 "No, no, no." Um, no, you, you're just making it up. You're just making it up. Um, so,
0: Batman: Triumphant isn't a. Uh, is, isn't okay. isn't necessary here. Um, uh story wise, um, yeah, just just focus on the um, the Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Okay, um, okay, okay.
3: Well, you, first first off, I'm going to say uh, we're not doing Joker. Um, okay. Because I'm. Well,
0: I'm, as
3: as far as I'm aware, partly because I'm sick of seeing uh, Jared Leto as Joker in in fucking Facebook Times. Well, streams.
1: bear in mind that bear in mind that these two films, are yeah, Forever are and Batman and Robin, they are continuations of the Burton films.
0: Yeah. Oh, but they, they decided to camp them up a bit more. Um, so yeah, let's let's take all four of those films as as you as your basis. Okay, so well, you...
3: I, 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 well, okay let's think. Uh, we want a villain who um, hasn't been on screen before. Yeah. Um, and I don't see. I'm, I haven't seen. I've seen one of the Burton films. Uh, Alright, so, the no, villain, no, the no, okay, 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 Here, here, here we go. we get we're we're gonna bring in Clayface. So okay I think, cool. I, th- I think um that kind of the concept of transforming power would work quite well in the in the campy kind of uh batman idea you know it's, mm-hmm. uh you we we can explain it with some um with some bullshit science um i can't, i can't remember uh clayface's oh i remember is the animated series origin it's he's he's using you know cosmetic stuff isn't he it's
2: all yeah experimental yeah
1: experimental surgery um, yeah. Um,
3: Okay, I think no, I think we could go with that. I think we could go with um with the actor. I think I think we see a Gotham uh that having its uh, having its revival, you know, things seem to be going well and um things uh, maybe we may, maybe we see a little bit of brightness at the beginning of the film. Um, you know, and there's uh, there's a big Hollywood movie being shot there and uh, and and the actor who is Clayface uh is in it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think towards the uh, the beginning of the film, we have uh, we we have a cocktail party scene where uh, Bruce Wayne and uh, this actor are, uh, are having some witty exchanges over, over over a pretty gal. Um, and uh, and you know whilst they both hold their own, I think Bruce, Bruce Wayne ultimately ends up being the one who uh, who has to walk away. Um,
0: Is the pretty girl Robin? <laughs>
1: Um... See, it's such it's such a shame that 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 you have to keep O'Donnell. Because from what you're telling me, the base in this film, you could totally have had Frey Prince Jr. taking over the role as Robin.
0: <laughs> that would be quite
3: cool. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> that that um... would just be awful. Um, um... Okay, okay, okay. I know it's I know it's 90s, but I'm uh, I think it's going to be I think it would be fun to uh, to to take back in time a a current Neil Patrick Harris to play Kelly Face because i think he'd do a real really okay. good um you yeah. know smooth talking very suave guy at the beginning and then i can i could see him having a bit of a breakdown and becoming manic and be you know becoming obsessed with keeping himself looking good and uh, and i think i think gotham is is it, it, i think what we see of him gotham turns out to be the town that a part of him was made for he starts to see some of the seamy underbelly maybe maybe on break from the set he, you mm. know, he 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 witnesses some crime, um, but in the in in the end, uh, he ends up with uh, he ends up with some money in his pocket or something, or someone drops something and uh, no one's and he picks it up and no one sees and he thinks, oh well, that's cool. Now I have the the heart of the ocean or whatever. Um, <laughs> the
1: miracle cream.
3: <laughs> and uh, and 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 yeah, we. Um, oh, I don't know if we see him from the very beginning or whether he's already using the cream. Um I think maybe he's, maybe he's already using the cream and maybe 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 it's um you know it comes out of a company in Gotham so um he's that that's one of the reasons he's he's keen to film there is uh, you know he's he's keen to get more of this film, more of this cream because you know without the cream his his face is melting a bit too rapidly um and I I think Neil Patrick Harris has one of those handsome faces that could melt quite well on screen
1: oh no do you know who you should have got if,
3: exactly. you, if you want
1: like like period appropriate Luke Perry
3: Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That would work, that would work. Okay, if 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 we if we're saying has to be actors from the period, we'll have Luke Perry. Um uh, but if we can if we can time time transport, then we'll have uh, Neil Patrick Harris.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, well you
1: could pa- still have Neil Patrick Harris, but he I think he was in <laughs> Hauser at the time, so he'd be like an eight like a twelve year old boy. <laughs>
3: Maybe that's what happens. Maybe he ends up taking too much of the cream or something, and he age reverts back to,
0: to
1: doogie Hauser
3: uh oh I don't know who, who
0: maybe yeah. they're shooting Doogie Hauser in Gotham
3: <laughs> uh okay yeah
0: um, just just uh just throwing it out that. <laughs> See, I, I, if
1: I was gonna, if I may j- jump in here with this idea, again, the idea of that sort of using, using kind of the, the animated series' version of, of Clayface, if, if, if you're going a slightly different angle where instead maybe, you know, the reason why he, again, kind of adhering a little bit more to that and that he's kind of a washed up actor, or, or he's an actor that worries about washing up, you, I would say, why not have the original voice actor for Clayface from the animated series? Why not have Ron Perlman in the role? Mm. mm. Ron Someone
2: Perlman? Someone who's
1: perhaps going, Perhaps going he, that thing that maybe that's why he's using the cream because suddenly you know his age is starting to catch up with it. He's starting to to age out of these kind of uh, uh, out of the you know the uh, he's starting to age, become a little skewer a little too old for these kind of leading handsome leading man roles.
3: Okay, I can see that. See, well, you you can have that for for, for, for your version. I'll, I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll keep I'll keep uh, NPH, and uh, you can have that for your yours.
0: Are you are you just having one villain, or is it possible? Um, that I
3: think we get no. I think we are going to have um, another another low level villain because I think these these films do do do, do I, team ups fairly well. I know? was I, thinking. I, I, think, I think they I think they lead to a good big yeah. final set piece, so we will have another villain. But we're going to. Have... I
0: think. I think you're not You've got a natural good story point there where um, the. Pro- the company that are producing the cream for Clayface mm. is run by uh, Sionis Industries, which is the Black Mask. So oh, you, I don't know it's,
3: Black Mask nah, too well. But I, he's okay, ba- well,
0: basically, basically a crime boss, and he's he's oh he's, yes, wa- actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well known enough for people to go, oh him, but yeah, then yeah, like he's, he's not of, big uh, enough scuff, to still be. Guy, isn't he? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, he, yeah, yeah. I can see yeah, this. I can see yeah. That. yeah, yeah, so yeah he's
0: he, he's well known enough, but then he won't steal the limelight from Clayface either.
3: Yeah, no, I, I I like that. I I'm think it, I think at, at, at the beginning, you know, he's uh, he he's he's be, he's being a bit suave with Neil Patrick Harris uh, with actor mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris, and then um, yeah, maybe later, could be later on, Neil Patrick Harris well. gets gets deeper in, and they become more yeah. uh, partnerish and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay, I, I cool. can see this. I can see this. Um, okay, how does Batman defeat them? Ooh, okay. Um,
1: Shoots Doogie Howser. <laughs>
2: uh in Gotham
3: Okay okay uh I think at the end at, at part of the end um Batman Clayface tries to uh tries to become sort of big golem guy and Batman actually has part of Mr Freeze's serum because this is a sequel and mm-hmm. uses that to uh, to to freeze um to freeze Clayface in in place and uh, you know eventually they they get a big trap around him and mm-hmm. then, you know, he's transported to a special facility in Arkham. Um, one rolls one's eyes, but there we go. Um, the Black Mask, I think we're gonna let, um, we're gonna let Robin have his moments, and ultimately he'll be the one to take down the Black Mask. Um, okay. I'm not but... sure, I'm not sure exactly the setup, but that's what, that's what's gonna happen.
0: You don't realize how well that works, cause there's a whole big Nightwing and Red Hood thing between, um, Black Mask mm. and 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 the Robins, so uh, yeah, that works. I,
3: I, I should write comic books.
0: That works better than you intended it, it to. <laughs>
3: um,
0: I'm not sure whether I'm going to give you a point for that because I know you didn't intend for it to work as no, well, you, still, as, well still as, still as it had does. The idea. If I No, to
3: be fair, to be fair, you kind of If I knew beforehand, then then yeah, I'd have done it. But it was my own yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. To be like, fair,
1: to be fair, Tom, you did kind of feed him Black Mask.
3: I did feed him Black. Yeah, you You did, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know who's playing Batman. Um, I don't know, who's, who's standard, standard M.
0: Night Shyamalan was quite popular then. (laughs) Surely it's just been Nick Cage.
3: Uh, oh. I was thinking Nick Cage. No, um, no, no, I know we're going cancer, but we're not, we're, we're,
1: not, we're not, we're not having pre-cooked minimal rotisserie well, Batman. Well well, John he was was, S- well, well, to be, to be fair, to be fair, Nick Cage was at the at the time was, was, was working with Tim Burton to try and make, become Superman, so, you know.
0: Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Matthew Perry. Ben Stiller. Vince Vaughn.
3: Brad Savage. Um...
0: That
1: fat guy from Boogie Nights.
0: Bruce Willis. Uh, um... Mel Gibson. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Matt Damon. Ben Affleck! Ben
1: Affleck! <laughs> TV's Paulie <poorly sure.
3: laughs> Shaw. Uh, how about how. Alright, how about how. Um... We'll have, we'll have 90s Ben Affleck being
0: Batman 90s Ben oh my god this is an awful film <laughs> well
3: we're going camp. um there we go uh Alfred uh I kind of want to change Alfred but I I've no idea who to um
0: Nick Cage
3: no no actually funnily enough I I I, I quite like um M.
0: Night Shyamalan that's the twist
3: no, I, 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 funny enough, I quite like to see, I, I'd, I'd like to see what, um, what Ian McKellen did with it. I okay.
2: Don't know
3: if it, I don't know if it would work in the campy setting, but I'd like to see what he'd do with it. So let's say okay. that.
0: Okay, cool, cool, okay. And, um Sam, um, if you could recast the, um, this movie, not, not Alex's movie, just Batman and Robin, if you could recast it and make it better, who would you, who would you cast?
1: Again, right off the bat, Robin. Robin, um, uh, fucking, Freddie Prince uh, Jr. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Okay, and um, I guess uh, I think oh, it's, it's it is tough. Um, for Batman, yeah, someone like I, again potentially 90s Mel Gibson.
2: Okay, when yeah, he had, so, still had yeah. something of,
1: a bit of a jaw and a bit of, he had a bit of you know a bit of bit of cash
0: before the whole of, Jew thing.
1: Exactly, obviously before we before we realized that uh, he's more he's Batman than Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Um. um. Uh, ah, it's 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 hard. Sort of thinking back again. So we'll try to keep it sort vaguely of sort of period appropriate. Okay. So who would I who would I recast as? Okay. To sort of salvage the film and again to kind of go in mean, a different direction. You've got
0: to remember this film could be sort of early noughties as well. There could be a couple yeah. of years between it. So like you could you could go as as probably as late as maybe Ashton Kutcher. Is he is he dreamy enough for you? I don't. Oh well, know. That, oh oh well, in that
1: case, fuck it. Um. Okay, fuck it. Um, actually, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. Josh Hartnett would be too young.
0: No, yeah, no, no, too young, too young.
1: Um, no, yeah, I'd take Mel Gibson. Mel, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson.
0: Okay, yeah, I can see it. I can see it.
1: That's just Mel Gibson. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, and w- would you recast any of the villains?
1: Um, yes. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Um, maybe not. Maybe I would recast Poison Ivy. Um. Uh, maybe recast uh, Freeze, again, purely just again, because again, in an ideal world, they will have stuck closer to the to the um sort of the classic sort of uh, Batman animated series, and in that case, actually, yeah, if they were going to recast, if I was going to recast Freeze and try to have him maintain a bit more pathos, but at the same time, kind of have a bit of that camp edge, I'd mm-hmm. probably go for uh, Kelsey Grammer. Okay,
0: right, yeah. Yeah. Uh... I can see. I can see it. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, okay, fair dudes then. Okay, gentlemen, closing statements. Uh Alex, what do you have to say about this film? Why why should I why should I pick you as our winner today?
3: You know, I, I'm never very good at closing statements. Um <laughs> you know, I, I <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I always end up saying, you know,
1: I'm no fancy city lawyer. That's <laughs> what I
3: said before. It's what I said before, you know. Uh, but and, and and again, I find myself in the same situation. Look, this this film is can be fun, you know. I think these days we're we're a little bit skewed by the whole um, by the whole Dark Knight trilogy, and you know the, the the dark DC comics where no one ever smiles or tells a joke. You know, this 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 film is, I I, I yes, you could say the antithesis of that. Um, you know, it's 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 silly, it's funny Um, but it's, you know, each of the characters, I think each of the characters has their own arc in this film, and it's not too muddled you know, even though there are a lot of characters nothing's too muddled, they all do tie into each other, themselves and and quite well, I think um, when you look at uh, at some of the muddled films today, I mean, a lot of people criticize the second Avengers film because, uh, oh it's too muddled and they're jumping from here to here and not each character gets enough in enough time for their, for their piece of storyline. Um, whereas this, this film does, you know, each one has their own storyline, but it's not too big. It's not too big. They're trying to shove too much in there. And I think, uh, what, what you have running through that is the baseline for that is, is Batman. You know, he's solidly there. You know, it's, it's, it's not a Batman growing film. Batman is already Batman. He's not learning much in this film. You know, um, and he is—he's uh, the baseline upon which all the rest kind of depend. Um, Alfred uh, needs Batman because Alfred needs a reason to keep going. He needs to be able to to be able to help. You know, someone's doing good in this city, and he wants to help with this. Um, Rob, Robin's the same. You know, Batman seems to be unchanging, and Batman is the rock against which Robin needs to learn his lessons in this film. Uh, for Batman, he's the rock Al- against 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 <laughs> the
1: impetuous young Robin must be dashed repeatedly. <laughs>
3: Um, but you know he's also he's also something that will support Robin. And ultimately, you know, when he's learned his lesson, he's learned that you know they are strong together. But they but Batman ultimately is the leader. And when 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 it comes to uh, the critical moments, um, you jump when Batman says jump, but also be ready with a grappling hook to save Batman from freezers freeze gun. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Bat Bat but Batgirl for for her um, he it he represents an opportunity for her to become something that. You know, she's always she's always felt uh is is the right path for her. You know, she's she's never quite fit in. You know, she's 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 a pretty girl, but she she wants something more exciting. She longs for so much more. Um, and being Batgirl is 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 that for her? Um, and then again, the villains, you know, that they they want something. Batman is in their way, so they try to stop Batman. It's, it, it's not too complicated, and it leads to some interesting situations and putting Batman in difficult positions. Will you chase the villain, or will you help uh, put poor damsel in distress, Robin, covered in ice? So, okay. yeah, that, that, that's why this film is good.
0: Okay. And Sam, closing statement.
1: <sighs> One of the bigger problems about this film is that at the time, Again, coming back or oh, coming off the, the Burton film, so much of this film's sort of people hate about this film. What people assume they could hate about this film is its tone. And uh, ultimately, I am very much in the in the in the camp of the, the, the there is no definitive version of these characters. You can have different tones and you can have different approaches. Like Pauldini said, um, the uh, the camp silly one is just as valid as the the brooding mama's boy crying for his mother in the night. And so I think the problem with this film again is it's very is sort of stripping away that 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 sort of that that lingering dislike of the camp but it's if you do that you'll actually see that deep down this film is a piece of fucking dreck um And the fact, and that's that, it goes beyond whether or not you think it's absurd that the 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 the, uh, lycra bat suit has fucking nipples, or you know you know fucking Batman carries a credit card with his name on it. The point is, this one is nonsense because it's just a really badly, stupidly written film that makes no sense. Why do satellites redirect the heat from the sun through diamonds? Why does Batman? Fucking say a stupid line and then slap uh, some sort of bomb onto um, Frieza's chest to never ever then be made use of again for the rest of the film. Why do they, you know, fucking again surf through the through the night sky on fucking doors from a from a rocket ship that makes sense? And again, That's this book hilarious. just <laughs> it's because <that>, yeah <laughs> you can say that, but the thing is though you can you can go with the tone, but. This, it doesn't change the fact that this film, you know, you can say, "Oh, it's campy tone," but it doesn't change the fact that this film is really dumb, really, and not the fun kind of dumb. Just literally, fucking, this makes no sense. This is stupid. And again, combined with that is the fact that you can say it's campy and it's a throwback and it's light, but it's so just trashy and ugly, and it just feels cynical. It feels like an attempt to milk to make money, and it just feels like an attempt to sell toys. Literally, everything in this film just feels like this was, and again, it was. It was designed by toy makers to sell toys, and it. It shows after every, every single scene in this film, nobody cared. They just wanted a paycheck. You could say, oh, you know, the characters, it's fun to watch them hamming it up, but they're not even hamming it up in a good way. They all seem pretty bored. You know, you want to see good hamming up in, you know, you want to see actors hamming it up and having fun. Watch Batman Forever. Watch Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Faced. He's having a whale of a time in that film and it shows. Even, you know, regardless of your opinions on Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey is still clearly having fun. But this, everyone just, it just feels so phoned in and so tired and you know, okay. You could say that maybe, you know, maybe Schwarzenegger's is having a good time, but even then, it's just so. There's no spark or life to this film, and it's just, just, just crass and ugly and boring and stupid and bad.
0: Okay, I am thinking. I'm still thinking about who my winner is. Uh, would you like to hear my money-making idea? Please. Now there are a lot of things I like and there are a lot of things I dislike. One of the things I like is food. One of the things I dislike is bad food. And I was thinking how could we how could we literally bring these films that we've watched into the mouths of our of our listeners? And I thought, let's make a fast food restaurant that sells items based on the films that we've watched. They'd so,
1: if it was based on this film because the actors were too busy chewing all the scenery.
0: <laughs> so um, in this one, it'd have to have to be something to do with um, ice cream or something like that for Mr. Freeze. And and and. Um, uh, then you could have, like, the Wiso Kids meal that uh, you get a free spoon with it. Um, I, like think, I like think that the, yeah, that the Batman
1: and Robin Sunday, it's a very long bit of ice cream with two nipple cherries on top.
0: <laughs> um, and so we go down that route, but then um, we go down the Planet Hollywood route as well, That so you have your fast food bit, or you can eat in, and we have memorabilia from each film, sort of, like, just, like, plastered around the venue. I mean, like... I don't think a lot of the actors in some of these films are doing much. Maybe we can get them as waiters.
3: That's the thing. I was thinking, can we have, can we, not necessarily the, the main characters, but I think all, all the serving staff would be fun if they were the minor characters from the films or maybe yeah. people, people dressed up as minor characters from the film. Is Alicia
0: Silverstone doing anything these days? <laughs> <laughs>
3: And, uh, the, the 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 greeter at the front of the restaurant has to be Torgo. obviously.
0: Well, I was thinking, no, 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 this was it. I was thinking that all of the waiters, doesn't matter who they are, where they come from, they all have to wear the same harness as Torgo. <laughs> oh,
2: so we're going to kill
3: them
0: again. Is Alicia Silverstone doing anything? <laughs> so uh, that that that's that's as far as I've gone with it, really. I, I'm. Uh, do you have any, uh, any input for me there? Anything else you want to, you want to add to I,
1: it? I, I love, I love the idea of kind of the anti-planet Hollywood and that it's, you know, it's, it's more like, you know, forbidden, yeah, yeah it's, it's forbidden planet Hollywood and it's just, yeah. it's all the be, it's all the Z list actors and terrible films and it's just, the, the, surely the property should reflect this so it should be like some sort of mud shack in the middle of the desert.
0: I, I was thinking like a <laughs> warehouse or something.
1: <laughs> just a leaking toilet in the middle of the room. With Chris O'Donnell standing in front of it, holding a napkin.
3: <laughs> yeah, we, we we want we want people to uh, we want parents to say, you know, hey kids, you want to get a picture with Robin? And we want the kids to say no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's exactly what they want. That's exactly what we want. Uh...
2: <laughs> you know, so...
3: but to make money, you know. You you know, getting a picture with Robin gets you money off your meal.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And an apology, <laughs> a handwritten apology. Uh. If your waiter isn't isn't either trying to if your if your waiter isn't try, either trying to sell you a screenplay or crying as they're taking the order, then you get a free meal.
2: <laughs>
1: uh. So that that's we should call it the flop house.
2: <laughs>
0: nice. Any anything that we anything that we can um tie into these movies though, so like we'd have unfortunately we'd have to re watch the movies just to see what these characters are eating. So anything to do with the room has to have something to do with a spoon in it, for example, you know, like um... Just a spoon in a bottle a giant bottle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't
3: remember, have any of them been particularly food themed?
0: Yes, you made me watch fucking
1: food
3: oh, fight. That, yeah, that was before before Flustercuck though. You yeah. have
1: to
0: eat Charlie Sheen's ego, or at least attempt to.
2: <laughs>
0: that could be like one of our like Hollywood challenges. Like, like <laughs> if you can finish Charlie Sheen's ego, you get a free fucking spoon or something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe
3: maybe you, if you can listen to um, all of uh, George Clooney's Oscar acceptance speech without vomiting. <laughs> You get something. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that is my money, money, idea. And I have decided a winner. And it might be a controversial decision.
2: <sighs>
0: but I am the winner. Yeah. No. um, uh, Alex, you fought valiantly. Um, but I am going to say that you are the winner. Yes, and that's I'm fair. Only, that's I'm fair. only saying this because out of every, out of how bad this film was, you made me think that at least somebody tried,
2: <laughs>
0: even if it was you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I genuinely,
1: in a weird way, it's genuinely quite hard to slag off this film because, again, if you the big the, the big elephant in the room is the tone of this film.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And if you're someone who do, who says that that is valid. And that's the thing I don't have an issue with the tone of this film. Yeah.
0: If you can fight and for if... the validity of the tone of this film, then then you, you you're on to a winner. Exactly. Uh, and the
1: film scary is shit.
3: The thing is I started to believe what I was saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you'll never be clean, Alex. Never be clean. To the flop house with you and Chris O'Donnell.
0: <laughs> so Alex, do, oh, do you want to have place, Do you want to say anything about the film? Now you can speak freely.
3: Well, you know, funnily enough, all, everything I said, you know, was based on something. But yeah, it was all it was all pretty dreadful. It is one of those films where if there's a group of you, it's fun to watch and laugh at. I Yeah, would say that. You know, it's it's one of those bad films that it that is fun to watch, and you know, you can have a drinking game or something. Um, so in that sense, it works, and it is. Such a product of the '90s, but then again, that's such a that's a criticism. God, how terrible were the '90s? -hmm. Um, Other than some of their cartoons, Um, uh, but then some of their other cartoons. I mean, did you see Doug? (laughs) Which one? Which one? (laughs) Um,
1: Disney or Nickelodeon? Oh God, that was that was the turd that wouldn't flush.
3: (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I, I was surprised that I, I was surprised that I had more ammunition to defend it with than I thought I would when I,
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: when you said I was ha- going to have to. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a really bad film, but uh, just you know, I, yeah. I, I guess I'm learning to bullshit better. <laughs>
1: Just, yeah it's just vapid and dumb but ultimately inoffensive mm. unless you're the sort of person who gets very angry about again but that's the problem it's in it, 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 if you got angry about batman not being the batman you want him to be then it's like well yeah, then you probably don't really appreciate yeah. batman you you recognize batman capital b mm. as in you know the kind of thing that you see people have t- have t-shirts with slogans about or you know, have arguments about who <laughs> we would win in a fight. About you don't care about the yeah. character or That's interpretation the there have been so the many character. Batman
3: films now that the Batman you want is already out there. Just go watch that again.
1: Mm-hmm. And not every Batman needs to be that Batman.
3: Exactly. So, do you have a film for us now? I have a bit of a choice here because I need to. I I, I need to ask well, you. Whenever whether...
1: film you decide on, say its name very clearly several <laughs> times.
3: <laughs> Um, I need I need to ask you whether you are willing to go on record and say that you're willing to watch a film on the internet illegally. Because if you're not willing to say that on record for the podcast, it's going to be a, have to be a different film.
1: I refuse point blank to watch Pixels, Alex, legally or illegally.
3: I will. Yeah, I think you're about to give us Pixels, and I won't do but it. I was going to say if you're willing to promise and swear that you would watch a film online and not give it any money, I would have said Pixels. No, I'm not uh, going to watch but, Pixels. But, 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 but I was going to be really mean um, and say, as the reviewer, uh, as your you two are the ones reviewing it, I'm not going
1: to watch it. We both have to say nice things.
3: <laughs> no, I was going to say, I, I'm not going to watch it. You two can just review it for. Me. <laughs> no, uh, give us another no, film. No, okay, okay. Well, in which case, um, you... Uh, you, you you're still gonna have to watch something current, because um, I want us to review the new Fantastic Four film.
0: Sick! I'm going to see it tomorrow. I, I'm looking forward to ripping this a new asshole. Um. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know. I know it means two superhero films in uh, in a row. Um. Uh, that that's why I had the option of Pixels, but you both said you uh, you, you refused to... Uh, I literally cannot wait.
0: <laughs> I literally cannot wait to go and see Fan 4 Stick now. I wasn't looking forward to it. Now I'm taking a fucking notebook with me.
3: <laughs> well, I saw it the other day. Um, although, to be fair, I, I saw it without having seen any of the reviews. And All right, based, okay. based on the trailers, I was very willing to give it a chance.
1: Right, I've seen the review. Well, that was your mistake to make, Alex. That
3: was my mistake to make. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, that, now, and now right, I have forced will... both of you into the same... Okay. Horrible, horrible boat.
0: Okay. Right, we will be back next week. You're sending, you're sending us to
1: Planet Zero, are you?
0: <laughs> With a review of Fans 4 stick If you would like to contact us, the website is Alex.
2: <laughs>
3: the website for this podcast is www.flustercluckpodcast.wordpress.com. And the email address is... The email address is the same as uh, for our other tag, our other podcast, uh, which is uh, the tag podcast at g- gmail.com. I almost said Google Mail, because that's what <laughs> my email address yeah. is. I always get confused between those two. Okay. So uh, yeah, uh, and we'll be if, back if next week. We will. Uh, feel oh, free yeah. to l- yeah. leave us a review on iTunes if. Uh, and let, let us, if
0: us know if okay. there are any. Let us know if there are any films that you want us to review as well.
3: Yeah.
1: We'll yeah. ignore that
3: request. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll say because we've never had a, a, fan response once for for this particular podcast. So if we get, if we get at least one before Christmas, we'll do a Christmas special where we do a Flustercuck, uh, fan film.
0: Okay.
1: Doesn't that sound
3: fair.
0: That sounds good.
3: (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Ta-ta.